welcome to All Things Health and Abundance podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss different health and abundance related issues and come with real tips and advice. Seems like nowadays so many of us use and have crystals. A bracelet, a necklace, or even crystals in the pocket or crystals all around our home. We hear about crystals for every occasion or problem. But what are crystals? How do they work? How can we choose the right crystal for us? Do they really have the power to change our life for the better? That's what we'll be discussing today. Today with me is Emma. She is the CEO of Elevated with Emma, and she's also the host of her own podcast, Elevated with Emma. She's a crystal enthusiast, and she sells high-quality, ethical, and high-vibrational crystals. So thank you for being here. I read a bit about you online, and I checked your website, and it seemed like the perfect match. So I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Shall we start with talking a little bit about who you are, your work, and uh, your passion for crystals, how that was born. Definitely. So like you said, I am the CEO of Elevated with Emma, and I have my podcast, which is also called Elevated with Emma. My passion for crystals. This started when I was little. I've always loved crystals. I always have like seen them at the beach or in my backyard, and I would always pick them up, and I would, I would always just collect them without even noticing that there is actually another world filled with information that has to do with crystals. And I didn't know anything about that spiritual side until later on in my life. I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at the age of 11. And I tried everything from prescribed medications to even meditation to help ease these feelings until I entered high school. So it was a pretty difficult couple of years for me. So I recently discovered during COVID when everyone was on their phones and everyone was just like, you know, everyone was just addicted yeah. to TikTok. Um, <laughs> the only thing that actually helped me with my anxiety and my depression was turning to crystals. So during that time, I dove deep into the world of crystals and then I pursued my own crystal business at the age of 20. Wow. Research like two full years of research. I was so interested and so intrigued of why these so-called rocks are helping me with my emotions and my anxiety. And, and then I found out that it helps with so much more than just what I was discovering. That's amazing. So you actually got help with anxiety and depression from the yeah. power of crystals. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So what are crystals and how do they work? Is every stone crystal, for example? And how do they work in order to heal us? Yeah, so every stone is not considered a crystal. They can be okay. considered like a gem or a mineral. It kind of depends what crystal, well, not crystal family, but what they're from. So like some are categorized as like, like amethyst is considered a crystal. Moldavite is considered a meteoroid. Some oh. people call it gold, but it is considered a meteoroid. There's different categories for like crystals, gems, minerals, and it goes on and on. But crystals are like magical compounds or minerals that are made by Mother Earth. And these crystals have energy in them and our human bodies do too. 
So we can exchange energy with a crystal to gain its benefits, which I find the most like magical and ethereal. And that's what really got me into crystals. I was, that's what made me do all my research. And that's, that question is what drove me to where I am today. So each crystal has a different property as well as a vibration and frequency, just like plants and food does as well. And now I believe that there's science behind this. I've done tons of research on it, and crystals are used in watches, clocks, lasers, and even hospital equipment. Crystals are used in these products to balance out energy currents, the same as they do to our body. They balance out our energy. And Mm -hmm. there was actually this video that I saw on TikTok. It came across my For You page of this guy rubbing together two clear quartz crystals. And in between these two crystals, there was like energy forming, electricity, And you can physically see the sparks from these two crystals being rubbed together. And another thing I came across was an EMF reader, which I am, it is on my wish list. They are expensive, Mm. but I want to buy it. So I saw this girl, she was holding the reader to a crystal and it shone a number. And that number was responding to its frequency and its vibration. Wow. And she touched the crystal and the number went down. And when the body gets connected to a crystal, the electromagnetic field absorbs the uh, crystal's energy and vibration right away. So that's why the number went down. So that's sort of how crystals work with us. It is responding to our electromagnetic field and our energy, how we exchange energy. Everything on this earth has energy. So it doesn't need to be crystals that we exchange energy with. It could be plants. It could be food. It could be the planets. So it's a whole new world of information. Wow. But does this mean that the same way we get the, let's say, let's call it good energy from the crystal, the crystal would get, for example, our anxiety or depression or whatever we're going through. Exactly. So yeah, there are some crystals that will totally just transform the energy of what we are giving them. Um, And That's what I find so magical about crystals is that they can just sort of take our energy and transform it into really our intention of what we want it to be. Wow, that's amazing. What is the process one goes through before purchasing a new crystal? I guess you have some customers, so you know how they think or the the whole process, how they choose a crystal. Yeah, definitely. So the process can be different for everyone but I recommend this process. The first thing that you should do, and I cannot say this enough, I say this in like every single episode of my podcast is research. Research and gain information about crystals and which one that you are interested in, the properties, all of the above is so important when you are going into a crystal shop or if you're shopping online. It's so important to just have the knowledge of what crystal that you are looking for. Next is to find a trustworthy shop. This can either be online or local that sells good quality, ethical if possible, and good price crystals. And then I would say go with your intuition. Intuition is so important when trying to find a crystal and try to stay out of crystal jail. And for people who do not know what crystal jail is, it's when you spend way too much money on a crystal and just have to oh. keep it off. <laughs> I've been in crystal jail way too many times. It's not fun, but it is worth it. Okay, I understand. 
Uh, so it becomes a little bit of an addiction, right? It does. It does. Yeah. What do you mean with quality and ethical? Are there different uh, crystals of different quality? Yeah, there is crystals of different quality. So I actually just went to this gem show and I was looking at a piece of kunzite and there were a couple sellers that did have kunzite and I was like, this looks so incredibly different from the kunzite I saw over at this table over here. So I grabbed one of the pieces of kunzite and I grabbed another one and the quality was insane. When you're looking for good quality crystals, you're looking for vibrant color. You're looking for transparency. Those are the two things that I really look for. And ethical, you just want to make sure that they are, the crystals are really coming from a good place, basically. Like the people who are mining it are, are getting paid fair and um, you just want to make sure they're from a good place. I'm not really yeah. like a hundred percent sure of what ethical means. I just know that that is really important when it comes to buying crystals and I make sure to do it and I make sure to get my crystals from somewhere ethical. So I hope yeah, that's understand. It's, uh, yeah, I understand. It's like fair trade in yeah. fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So there's something like that when it comes to crystals as well. Yes. And it, I guess it doesn't mean that the most expensive is necessarily the best quality, right? Yeah, it does not mean that at all. Okay. It kind of um, depends how each seller prices their crystal. Okay, I understand. Why do people purchase crystals? So there are four main reasons why I believe people purchase crystals. And the first one is to collect them. There are a lot of people who will go on hunts to collect crystals that are rare, that are hard to find, that are even like collector's pieces that are absolutely amazing. I saw a couple of those at the show too. Another one is just because of their looks. There are also a lot of people that just love crystals as decor. I started off like that personally. I had um, like this big amethyst table piece. I also had selenite book holders and I just use them because they were gorgeous and I use them for decor. Another one is that was the other one, decoration or statement pieces, bookends. And then the last one is healing. And that's, that's what I use them for. Healing. Yeah. I know that when you buy crystal, you have to clean it, right? And then you have to energize it. I think it's connected to the moon. Can you tell us a little bit more about that process of clearing, of cleaning the energy and energizing it? So there are many ways to cleanse and energize a crystal. The first way is smudging or incense. So this involves burning sage, herbs, or incense and passing the crystal through the smoke. And the smoke is believed to clear and cleanse any negative energy from the crystal. Another way is water. Some crystals can be cleansed with water and you can use any water that you desire. This could be streams, ocean water, water from your sink, ponds, or even moon water, rainwater. It literally could be anything. However, be careful not to use water on certain types of crystals, such as selenite, which never needs to be cleansed, but if it is in contact with water, it will dissolve. Same with oh. malachite. Malachite cannot be in water. It will, number one, it, it's toxic. And number two, I think, I'm not completely sure, but I think it does dissolve as well. Some crystals cannot go in salt water, like malachite again. 
And when cleansing your crystals with, with water, it's crucial to just do your research on what crystals can be in water and what crystals cannot be in water. And the next one is sunlight and moonlight. So placing the crystal in sunlight or moonlight can also cleanse it. Leaving the crystals out for a few hours in direct sunlight or moonlight is one of the things that I do at least once every month. And be careful with leaving some of these crystals out, like amethyst, because it could lose its natural color. The sun will literally soak up the amethyst natural color and it will become like dull. It just won't have that like purple color to it anymore. Wow. Which is, it's really interesting. I I didn't believe that. So I literally placed a couple amethyst clusters in the sun for a couple hours and I looked at them and I was like, oh, I did not know that could happen. Leaving out crystals on a full moon is the most effective way of energizing and cleansing your crystals because it's the phase of the moon that is most powerful to us. And that means it's the phase of the moon that is most powerful to everything else that has energy. So cleansing my crystals on a full moon, again, I do that like whenever there's a full moon once a month and I leave them there all night. I also make moon water too. Basically what moon water is, is you take like a cup or a jar or even like some people get like big bowls. You literally put drinkable water in there and you leave it out in the moonlight and it charges the water with your intention. It could, your intention could be anything. It could be like, it could be love. It could be manifestation. It could be healing. It could be cleansing. And then you can use this moon water. You can drink it. You can put it in your food when you're cooking. You can bathe with it, cleanse your crystals with it, do spells with it. Moon is one of my favorite ways to heal and to manifest and to just go deeper into my body. Like the moon is so powerful in so many ways. I'm getting a little off track here, but no, please continue. I love listening to you. The moon is so important to so many things in life and crystals and us being one of them. So yeah, sunlight and moonlight is another amazing way to cleanse your crystals. Salt. Some people believe that placing crystals in salt can cleanse them. Some crystals cannot be cleansed with salt like malachite which malachite malachite you could just cleanse with selenite and like sound healing and malachite can just not be cleansed with water or like anything so like yeah it could just be damaged by the salt there are a lot of other crystals that should not be in salt but salt is another amazing way to cleanse crystals of their energy as himalayan salt is also very very good too as well Hmm. So another thing is sound. Some people use sounds to cleanse crystals, and this can be used by using a singing bowl, a bell, binaural beats, meditation music, or even other instruments. The vibration of any of these sounds can be highly cleansing, even to the human body as well. I usually, what I like to do is I like to sit with my crystals. I will put them in my clear quartz singing bowl, like literally inside. And sometimes I'll put water in it and I will just start playing the singing bowl and I will cleanse my energy and my crystals energy. And also the water in there sort of just helps like cleanse it even more. Help It helps to sort of cleanse and charge and sort of reset everything. So that's what I like to do with sound healing. I also love binaural beats. I usually use binaural beats when I'm on the go. Sometimes I will blare it in my car. 
I will listen to it in my earbuds whenever I sort of need like a like a like a refresh with crystals there are so many properties that come with it and sound healing there are so many properties that come with it so if you're looking for like binaural beats they literally have binaural beats for meditation binaural beats for sleep stress anxiety manifestation love they have it for literally everything so sometimes when i am not using my singing bowl i will for example if i needed to clean and cleanse a rose quartz i will take that rose quartz and i will pair it with a binaural beat that resonates with love or like frequencies and stuff like that so that's been really helpful for me another way to cleanse is by earthing This is one of the longer processes of cleansing crystals and involves burying a crystal in the ground for a week or even just letting the crystal lay in nature for a couple of hours to absorb the elements of earth. That's another great way. And the last way is to cleanse it with your own energy. Actually, that's the second to last way. But you can cleanse a crystal by simply holding it in your hand or and visualizing a bright light coming from your body and going into the crystals letting the crystals sit with your energy can cleanse and reset and sort of it can cleanse your energy too when you're doing it but when you go into trance when you go into a meditation you can cleanse your crystals with your own energy when your vibration is high you can cleanse those crystals and the last way is with selenite Selenite has cleansing properties and it cleanses any crystal when it's placed near it. So those are some of my favorite ways to cleanse crystals. There's a lot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, about my favorite or I think the one I've used the most is the longest one, grounding, because yeah. deep down I always was under the impression that that was the one that was working best. So basically, when you believe something, then probably it comes true. So of course, I do smudge as well, and I have selenite. But I don't know why I have picked from all these methods, the the one that is the longest, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's different for everyone. For me, I personally love using the sun and the moon and corresponding, like getting the planets involved with my crystals. That's been really one of my favorite ways to cleanse them also selenite those are my two yeah. favorite ways amazing the singing bowl that you mentioned so basically you put water and the crystals in there that are going to be cleansed and then you play the singing bowl yes yep i've never tried this way i've never actually tried to put anything in the singing bowl when i when i play it so i will definitely try this one yeah it makes a different noise when crystals are in there they they vibrate and it makes more like a I can't even explain it, but it is so highly vibrational. You can feel it throughout your whole body. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I'm going to try that. And the moon water. I have two questions about that. Yeah. Do you place crystals inside the water? And is it enough to leave this bowl of water on the window, basically? When yes. for someone that doesn't have the possibility to leave it outside? Yes. So for people who do not have the possibility to leave something outside, you can definitely put it in a windowsill or anywhere where the moon is going to hit that bowl. It could literally be through a window. What if Um, it's cloudy? Yep. That still works too. Okay. Yep. If you do not plan to drink the moon water, then you can put crystals in the moon water. But if you plan to drink it, better to avoid that. Yes. Okay. Good to know. 
Is it true that no one should touch your crystals? And if that happens, you should be cleansing it immediately. I remember both me and my sister were totally obsessed with this, that if I would touch her crystals, she would go crazy and would cleanse it immediately. And the same for me. So is yeah. it true? So it depends. I usually don't let anyone but my close friends and family touch my crystals if they are on the same energetic wavelength as me. Energy can cross over easily, and if someone with negative energy is touching your crystal, the crystal sometimes cannot connect with you as it once did. It could feel heavier or lighter, can even break in some cases. I have cleansed my crystals on multiple occasions when someone I didn't know or someone who has negative energy has touched them, and it's not like a I don't know you or you're negative type of way. It's just how to care for your crystals. Because their energy could rub off on you mm. through that, like their energy can literally rub off on you through that crystal. So okay. I would say yes, it is true in some cases. If you have people touching them that you don't know, where they they sort of carry this energy that you're not really resonating with. Otherwise, I think it's safe for people that you really get along with. Okay. Or people that are on the same sort of energetic wavelength as you to touch your crystals. Okay, so it's not an absolute on everyone. Yes, it's just certain people that maybe your your energy doesn't resonate with their energy. Exactly, it depends. Okay, you mentioned that crystals were helping you with anxiety and depression. So I thought to ask you about the different illnesses. If you could recommend something, you can pick the ones you want to to talk about, like for example, anxiety, depression, or finding love, or. I don't know, any kind of physical health, mental health, money and abundance, you know, take your pick. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about yeah. all of them? Yeah, sure. I would love that. Yeah, definitely. So when finding love, rose quartz is one of my favorite crystals. Mm -hmm. Love, including romance and self-love. It's cliche, but it's one of the best crystals for love in general. There are also other crystals that associate with love, like carnelian for self-love and confidence, rhodonite for strengthening mother-child bonds, or any form of moonstone for more a, for more of like a divine type of love. But rose quartz is the best of the best, in my opinion. And when we're talking about physical health, clear quartz, aka the master healer, is great for any issue, whether it be physical, emotional, or spiritual. And it's also an amplifier for other crystals. It'll amplify another crystal's energy. So for example, if you have a headache, I would take some amethyst for the pain and pair it with clear quartz to maximize the energy and effect. Mm, okay. For mental health, like anxiety and depression, I would use... Okay, so this is personally what I used and the crystals that have really helped me in my healing journey. For depression, I would recommend sunstone. It's known to be the happy stone. And the vibrations it gives off are positive and elevating. And for anxiety, on the other hand, the crystals that have helped me so much are amethyst, which is known to be a anxiety alleviator, blue lace agate, clear quartz, and mukite jasper. And honestly, any blue crystal is really calming, like aquamarine, blue flore, and larimar. There are a lot of crystals that help with anxiety and depression. You just need to look at the properties of each and every crystal that you are interested in. Mm -hmm. And money and abundance. 
Pyrite and citrine are my go-to when manifesting abundance and money. And one thing that trips people up is the color of crystals. Like green usually makes sense when we are manifesting money, but green is associated with the heart chakra. So many green crystals are abundant in the mind and the heart. They can be abundant in money, like malachite and even peridot or peridot. Um, There are two different ways to say that, but even though that you can use them for attracting money, they focus more on abundance in the body, which I learned recently. Okay. Another one is for clearing energy. Selenite, like I said before, is my favorite, one of my favorites to cleanse crystals with and to even cleanse my own energy with, especially because it literally cleanses like everything in your atmosphere. I have like a huge wand that I will scan over my body if my energy feels off, but holding a piece or having a selenite bracelet on can help clear and cleanse your energy fields. Another crystal, well, it's not a crystal, it's Himalayan salt. Hmm. Uh, if you have Himalayan salt in raw form if you or if you even have it in like a lamp, it cleanses energy in a person or a environment. Himalayan salt lamps have the ability to purify the air by attracting water molecules from the surrounding environment and absorbing these molecules into salt crystals. This process emits negative ions into the air to neutralize the positive ions, which are said to be energetically draining. So those are my two favorite crystals or rocks to cleanse energy from yourself and even from crystals. So crystals for good energy at home. Amethyst is a go-to for a at-home statement piece. The energy of amethyst is unmatched, and lots of crystal lovers have an amethyst as a statement piece in their home, including me. Even if you're not a crystal lover, it's it's weird. A lot of people go for amethyst for a statement piece if they have no idea the science and the spiritual aspects behind crystals. They will literally be drawn to a piece of amethyst or even like a piece of rose quartz and put it in their house without even knowing the properties that I think amethyst is the prettiest of them all. <laughs> so, so maybe that's why, or there's something about like, it attracts you. I remember it's, it's the first, uh, the first crystal I bought was also an amethyst. Yeah. I still right? have it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like all of us humans are just like the first crystal that we ever get is always amethyst. Even if yeah. you're a spiritual person, if you don't believe in crystals, it's always amethyst. It's so weird. <laughs> How about good luck? Good luck, yeah. So for centuries, jade has been known to be the stone Mm -hmm. of luck. This is why you see green jade in some businesses like nail salons, hair studios, restaurants, etc. So keeping the stone nearby can help manifest good luck into your life. Protection. Black tourmaline and black obsidian are very protective stones. Yeah, of course. When we are talking about protection, we are talking about protection from negative energy Um, protection from the evil eye, drama, spells and curses, black magic, and even danger. These crystals put an energetic protective shield around your aura. They are great to have with you everywhere everywhere that you go, like in your purse, in your pocket. I even keep mine in my car when I'm driving. Um, To get rid of negative energy, the crystals that associate with protection and cleansing and clearing energy double up to get rid of negative energy. So selenite, black tourmaline, black obsidian, Himalayan salt, these can all absorb and transmute all negative energy. And if you pair all of these crystals together, you even get a better effect. 
Amazing. That's that's truly amazing. Do you believe in spells and magic and do you work with it? Yeah, I will have times where I will do spells and magic for like months at a time and then times where I just won't do anything at all and I will resort back to crystals. Okay, got it. Yeah, so I'm so not sometimes you do like it's on and off. It is on and off, yes, yeah. But sometimes I will do like self-love spells. I will do manifestations in like little bottles mm-hmm. and I will literally charge them and I'll put moon water in them. And yeah, I'll do little spells here and there. It's not like an everyday thing for me. Okay, I understand. No, I was curious because I do work sometimes with candle magic but it's also on and off for me because it requires a lot of time and energy so i don't always do it so that's why when you mentioned that i was like oh wow yeah i don't know about whenever i'm sort of done with my spell work i sort of feel it it depends sometimes i feel so energized and elevated and other times i'm completely wiped out yeah yeah same same that's why it's also on and off for me but it is uh, it is powerful. It's very powerful. Okay. Are crystals also connected to affirmations? I was actually thinking about Moldavite when I came up with this question because I have read and heard to some stories where people actually manage to manifest things in their life thanks to Moldavite. Um, is that a thing? And can Moldavite help you change your life? And how would that how would that work in in uh, practice yeah so affirmations and crystals actually go hand in hand you can use affirmations based on your intention with the crystal that you are using so for moldavite you can say with the high vibration of moldavite my frequency ascends to the physical realm and i am connected with my higher self or i meditate with my moldavite and experience visions that are out of this world I also just released a podcast of just ethereal energy affirmations and connecting with the universe. And a lot of those affirmations connect to the energy of Moldavite. So I recently just got Moldavite and there's a lot to say about this meteoroid. Moldavite is not from our planet, it's from space. And if you've seen Moldavite, you will know that it's very expensive and rare and sometimes even hard to get your hands on. Yeah. It's known to be the transformation stone and it can turn one it can turn someone's life upside down for the better, of course, but it can create some pretty drastic changes. These past couple of weeks I've been through so much shit. Oh oh my gosh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that. I've no, been you're, through- you're, I'm I'm fine with that <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> I've been through so much, but the lessons that Moldavite have taught me are worth it. So I've learned that my body is the medicine and that change is always for the better, even if it feels like it's not in that specific moment. Everyone has their own experience with Moldavite. This is just mine. Some other things that Moldavite has helped me with is astral traveling, manifestation, dream work, and being able to reach the Akashic records and overall raising my vibe and energy. And for people who are just starting off with Moldavite, affirmations and Moldavite can sort of amplify the energy of that meteoroid and i wanted to also touch base on talking about what moldavite flush is if any of your listeners are curious or wanted to get a piece of moldavite and i should i should talk about this on my podcast because moldavite flush is a real thing so this crystal vibrates extremely high frequency and when you hold moldavite you can get a 
like warming feeling almost immediately, this will send vibrations through one's body. And sometimes other people just won't feel anything. The flush from the Moldavite can cause people to become lightheaded or even a little woozy because of how high this vibration is. So my advice when you get Moldavite is to work with it periodically in small amounts of time. Sometimes when I first started off, I would even get nauseous, super dizzy, shaky, and hot flashes. So it's different for everyone, but I've never felt energy like Moldavite. So my body reacted to it very different than what I read on the internet. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I understand. Is it like you can kind of charge Moldavite with, with a desire, with something that you want to manifest? Yes. Would that come true? Personally, it has helped me. It has definitely connected me to the universe to co-create. It's been very, I don't want to jinx it, easy for me to manifest things in my life with Moldavite. Okay, but you shouldn't just get Moldavite and say, okay, now do your work because it will probably change your life completely. Yeah, you got you got to put in the work too. It's not just the Moldavite. Okay. The Moldavite will flip your life upside down. It's all how you handle it. Okay. Okay, so in the process of that affirmation coming true, your Moldavite will probably flip your, your world upside down. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So be ready for that if you're going on that path. Yeah. <laughs> so crystals... Do we choose them or do they choose us? Because sometimes I haven't done any research. I go to a shop and I feel that I want to buy a specific crystal. What's all that about? Yeah, so I believe that our intuition chooses a crystal. It's sort of like whenever you have an urge to buy something or to do something randomly, that's your intuition. When you go into a crystal shop, You can scan the shop and see what crystal calls you. Sometimes your intuition will choose a crystal that you never thought that you would choose yourself. You can be drawn to a crystal because of the color, the shape, the meaning, and even the energy. And don't second guess your intuition. It's always right. So for example, I was shopping for crystals to help with my anxiety a couple years ago. And the crystal Mukite Jasper showed up and... I've been seeing Mukai Jasper in my TikTok videos on my For You page and in random blog posts on Google and even on my Instagram. I thought it was the ugliest crystal ever and I did not want to purchase it. But the meaning behind the crystal and the energy that it gave off was what I really needed. It's like trial and error with sort of figuring out intuition needs your intuition is telling you. I explored my options and had an open mind and Mukite became one of my favorite crystals to work with when I'm anxious alongside Amethyst and Blue Lace Agate and a couple of others. So always keep your mind open. Your intuition will flow way smoother if if you are open-minded. Yeah, if you see an ugly crystal, that probably means it has some good properties that I've learned from (laughs) experience. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. That was beautiful. Because it's so normal to go for the amethyst, right? The sparkly, the purple. Yeah. Actually, I found the beauty in the properties. And when I did that, it actually became such a pretty crystal to me. And I thought it was so ugly. It's so weird. Oh. It's it's a mixture of like yellow and oranges and brown and red. 
it's a very soothing stone. It's one of my favorites to work with with for anxiety. Okay, what what was the name again? Mukite jasper. M O O K A I T E. Yeah. What would you recommend someone that is just getting started in addition to amethyst and rose quartz, of course? Yeah. So I have a bundle of crystals for beginners on my website, which includes clear quartz, of course, amethyst and rose quartz, black tourmaline, selenite, and labradorite. And those are some of the crystals I first started with and first learned about. So I created a bundle for the people that come to my website that are new to crystals and they can literally just grab a bundle. So my best tip when you are first buying and getting into crystals is to get only tumbled and raw pieces, not big ones. Sometimes the bigger the crystal, the more energy it holds, and that can be very intense for some people. And that goes into the next point. Keeping tumble and raw pieces around you can be easy and accessible. You can keep them in your bag, your car, under your pillow, in your bathroom, literally anywhere. So that's why when I first started out, tumbles and rods were my go-to even little carvings so I can literally have them with me and their energy and their presence I can have them with me anywhere and start focusing on one crystal at a time start learning about this crystal where it came from how you cleanse it how to gain a connection with it do your research and try to feel what kind of energy it gives off when we focus on one or more crystals at a time this can make us overwhelmed and we won't have the opportunity to really connect with one crystal. Okay, I understand that. It makes sense. I wish I had started this way. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I started off just collecting them and mm-hmm. doing some research and then forgetting what I... Because I was so eager <laughs> to actually... Oh, <laughs> so much money. So much money. <laughs> How can someone learn about crystals? Yeah, so one of the ways I have learned about crystals is through a app called Guide to Crystals, which is free on the App Store. Another way is I also love Judy Hall books. They are packed with information, and I mean like packed. You can learn a lot from even one of her books. She has multiple. And the last way that you can learn about crystals, or you know, my favorite way, is through my website. I provide blog posts and I have a learn section where you can learn all about the world of crystals. So if you choose to learn about amethyst, I literally have a whole post that is talking about amethyst, where it comes from, its properties, how to cleanse it, if it can go in water or not, even to the scientific purposes like the hardness and what crystal family it comes from. So those are my favorite ways to learn about crystals. Amazing. And lastly, how can people find you? And if they want to purchase something from you, do you send worldwide? So I do not sell worldwide just yet. I am hoping to in the future. But to find me, my website is elevatedwithemma.com. My podcast is also called Elevated with Emma. My TikTok is also Elevated with Emma, and my Instagram is Elevated with Emma. Everything is Elevated with Emma, yes. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> Elevated with Emma. Yes. Well, I hope you will start selling worldwide soon. Oh, me too, me too. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having it's me. A, 
it was lovely. It was lovely to talk about this subject. I know, it was um, so fun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now it's your turn. Let me know what health and abundance subjects you want me to cover in the future. Do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to Emma for being here with us today. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. If you have questions or you want to book a session with me, please do let me know on Instagram or on my website adakumani.no. In the next episode, we'll be talking about healing through pleasure. And remember, you are always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose to create today? <laughs>